Hello and welcome into another episode of Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier. Tyler, how are you doing so far this week? I'm good. I'm good. We're we're off to a pretty good start. What about you? Doing well. Doing well. I'm excited about the show we've got lined up today. Two interviews coming your way. Uh, first with good pasture coach Jim Carter. And a little bit later on, we're going to have Green Hill softball coach Savannah Sanders. Both those teams are uh, off to fantastic starts this season. Before we get going with those, though, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. All right, let's go ahead and bring in good pasture baseball coach Jim Carter, uh, the coach of the defending state champion Cougars. He's going to join us by phone right now. Jim, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Uh, glad to be with you. And, um, you know, I appreciate what you guys do for, for high school sports in this area. So, Jim, we're going to start you off with an easy one. This is just curiosity. Kind of got the best of me here. But as a as a baseball coach and an athletic director there at Good Pasture, it seems like you're probably missing what I would consider to be traditional dinner hours on a lot of nights. So I'm, I'm curious what your workaround is for that. Are you going pregame meal in like the mid to late afternoon hours? Are you settling for a concession stand hot dog? Or do you just hold out for some sort of late night feast at, uh, at 8 or 9 o'clock at night? Yeah, well, I don't think anyone that um, pursues a lifestyle of, of clean and healthy eating on a daily basis would would like to hear kind of what happens to me at times uh, when we get into this season. Yeah, there's some, there, unfortunately, there's some late nights. And uh, as I get older and older, there's probably those decisions get worse and worse for me uh, long term. But do my best, but yeah, it's a lot of a lot of late nights uh, on campus, late nights driving home, and um, unfortunately hitting a few. Uh, I think last week uh, in Knoxville we hit a, a really late drive-through after after finishing a ball game. So probably you know probably could have been a little bit better uh, 20 years ago. Could have, could have gotten away with a little bit more, but you know at this age, an old guy. It uh, doesn't work out too well. So I appreciate, I appreciate you. Um, you hold me accountable. Uh, and, and, and I probably need to take them a little motivation from this question right here now uh, and see if I can get a little bit better today. Well, Jim, if it makes you feel any better, I think anybody in sports, uh, it's not really a, a career that's very conducive for a consistent or uh, <laughs> well, good diet. Sometimes you just have to house a, a fresh McChicken uh, before your blood sugar falls out. So I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. You'll be all right. Um, well, I, appreciate what, it. I, I appreciate you build, build me back up after that first question, <laughs> knock me down. A few I appreciate you guys building me back up a little bit. <laughs> well, you've got a lot of players back from that good team last year. Uh, and obviously having success again, is this group showing any different traits maybe that you've noticed from, from last season, or is it staying kind of uh, consistent with, with what made you guys so good in, in 2022? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think any time, I think any coach, uh, what am I, what sport he is would say this, but every team is going to be different. Uh, every team is going to have it, it, its own identity. Even if you return a lot of guys, you realize that there are some, some individuals that are not in your space anymore. And then there are some individuals that are new in your space. So every team is going to be different. Every team is going to have a different identity. Every team's going to play the game just a little bit different. Every team's going to going to struggle, but their struggles may be processed and handled a little bit differently uh, within, within the, the individuals and within, within that dynamic. And so 
I think that, you know, for us, it's been about trying to understand that, uh, trying to identify that in a, what we know is a very fast season with playing a lot of games uh, in, in, in the span of a week. Uh, and so, the, the first answer I would give you is that there, there's been a lot of differences. There's, there are a lot of differences with this team, and, and that comes just because it's, it's different personalities in that space. Even though they return a lot of the same guys, it just creates a different dynamic. Uh, but then I would also kind of counter that and say, well, th- there are uh, you do see similarities uh, because uh, the great thing about these guys is that they're experienced, but they understand the program. Um, they understand our coaching staff. They understand each other. Uh, and so, you know, I think there's there's some, some I would hope, some marks in the program where uh, you, you do see some similarities in just the uh, approach and mindset of what we try to be about on a daily basis. But in terms of, hey, the first pitch is thrown and we're playing baseball, I, I do think you do see some different aspects of this team that uh, that we've tried to all learn together a little bit so that we can can continue to to improve to be consistent and to be the best version of who we are so it's been it's a great question because it's been very unique because I've seen a lot of differences but also seen kind of some some markers and some tenets of, of what we are try to be as a program still occurring on a daily basis and that's a tribute to these guys. And one of those returners that Tyler alluded to just a moment ago is Jaron Elkins. Uh, and just since I wrote about him last week, he's added three more home runs. He's now got 10 mm-hmm. total for the season. Uh, mm-hmm. another on the mound. He was a key player for you guys last year, Jim, but how has he been able to, to take things up a notch this year as a senior? Yeah, Jaron has been, he, he has been phenomenal uh, for this team. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, he was such a key piece to, to, to what we did last year. He, he was our leadoff guy. Uh, he played center. Uh, he also caught uh, in certain dynamics and in certain situations. Uh, he was going to be behind the plate, uh, and so you know, obviously, Jaron is a guy that is that that is that has had great success. And 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 you know, we had a we we felt very likely uh, that if he stayed healthy, that that he was going to continue to be positioned for success this year. Um, but what he has done uh, has 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 just really been incredible because he's doing it really from three positions. Uh, as you wrote about last week, he's continuing center catching a little bit more because we, we, we've had some uh, injuries that we've had to work through. Uh, but what he's done on the mound for us, he didn't pitch a lot for us last year. Uh, what he's done on the mound for us uh, has, has been very positive uh, and it's been very successful. And, you know, I think what it's attributed to is it's attributed to Jaron and who he is. Uh, he is he is such a such a great competitor, uh, and, and I think as we talked about last week, you and I talked about it. It really didn't matter if it's the fall and you know you followed our football season, or if it's the spring and you're following our baseball season. Jaron is just an he's just a, a great competitor. Uh, he's a great athlete, but to simply tie it to great athletic ability, I don't think gives gives him the credit that he that he deserves. Uh, he's a great competitor and he's an extremely hard worker. Uh, he's an extremely hard worker in the weight room. He's an extremely hard worker uh, on on the field, whatever that field is, in the fall or in the spring. And he's dedicated to his craft. And so, I think when you kind of put all that together, you you put the the dedication that he has to what he does on a daily basis, and then you just add for us, if you talk about baseball, you had twelve more months to it. Well, he's just 
he's kind of naturally just going to be a better player just because he's continuing to evolve. But adding that component for us from a baseball standpoint on the mound has been uh, – I wouldn't say it's been a bonus because we, we anticipated that he was going to play, uh, play a greater role for us on the mound this year. Uh, but what he has done, uh, you know, in, in every start – uh, has just been, including this week, uh, has just been has been awesome. And so to see him do it, you know, from really all the phases, right? So the, the offensive phase at the plate on the bases, uh, from a defensive standpoint through the middle of the field, but then also to do it on the mound has just made him even more complete than he already was. And it's really just been fun just to, to watch him play, watch him do it, watch him do it with a smile on his face and just enjoy being who he is. Uh, and and he's he's played well, and we, and we hope that continues uh, the rest of the season. Hey Jim, so many uh, so many solid guys from around the area have have committed to Tennessee. You've got a couple of them on on your team. Uh, what's been your opinion of how the UT coaching staff has gone after local recruits and made them a priority, especially kind of I guess considering it's right in Vanderbilt's backyard. Certainly, uh, certainly, there, there's such a, such energy and and excitement and opportunities that are that are available for you know for two of our guys, but for as you said, so many guys in the area. And uh, you know, we were Monday uh, playing at, at Nashville Christian, and, and all of a sudden you look up down the third baseline, and Coach Vitello's there. He's just standing by himself. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I told my wife. Uh, afterwards, I think I think my daughter had said something to my wife about it. She didn't even know. Uh, she didn't even know he was there. That's how. And he just kind of stood by himself and just just came to watch um, watch a ball game and you know and connect with um, and watch you know watch Carson play and uh, got to you know um, see Luke. Luke did not pitch that day, but but see Luke. So you know, I think that the presence right there, right, the actual physical presence of making the commitment to doing that is just man, that's so impressive. Uh, that's so impressive, and, and I think uh, you know in this day and time, I think showing that that value, um, I think I think kids and I think uh, parents and families really appreciate that. And they always have, but I just think it's so vital uh, in this day and time that they 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 see that value, they see the worth uh, that's being placed on on the young men and on the families, and uh, you know to 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 be in that situation on Monday and you know, to to see you know, see coach Fatel and make that, make that commitment and make that effort uh, to come, come see our guys. I mean, that was just, uh, I think that says it all. So I think that's the answer to your question. It's just, just, it's showing that visibility, it's showing that presence, it's showing that care and, and all programs do it, right? I mean, you're asking about Tennessee, but all programs do it, but you know, in particular, especially when it comes to our guys and our families, I think they have valued so much the, uh, the, the care that that staff has put into them as, as men um, not just as baseball players, and that's why I think both of them are just extremely excited to 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 you know go into the next part of their journey when that time comes and the memories that they'll make there. And of course, Carson Rucker and Luke Payne, uh, now Tennessee signees, of course, committed to Tennessee quite a while a while ago. Now, been been two or three years, but uh, Jim, I want to uh-huh. ask you about yeah. Luke. I know he's a, a pitcher coming off Tommy John surgery. Where does he stand in his recovery, and are you hoping? that he can contribute more as, as the season? Yeah, I mean, he, he you know, the obviously when you're in that situation, you, you, we're going to be very, uh, very aware of, of, of Luke and his process and 
uh, and, and, you know, continuing communication with, with Luke's family and, uh, and, and the plan that he's been on, um, you know, through, through, through the doctors, through the surgeons, the people that he, the therapists that he's worked with. And so, you know, our, our, um, our staff, you know, our, our coach Winders, um, does a great job with keeping that communication open with Luke. And he's been a very, very strictly, you know, kind of on, on his plan. The thing about Luke, I'm going to tell you, it's just phenomenal to see his commitment to the plan, uh, that he was on it and to not waver from it. And he is just such an, such a hard worker and takes such care in his body and in his recovery. And so we've been able to get him out there on the mound some on a very, very limited basis. Uh, and he's done a great job. And that's been really exciting to see really beyond you know, getting out there and getting out. Uh, the first time he was able to get out there was, was our last scrimmage uh, and just through a very limited number of pitches. And, you know, to see the, the energy from uh, our kids in the dugout and, the way they responded when he came off the field and, and he was very composed after he threw his last pitch in that first scrimmage. And then our guys were so excited about that. I mean, I even had to let the other coaches know, Hey, just to let you know that, you know, this is kind of why they reacted that way. Cause they didn't want it to, you know, then to feel like there was anything other than that. And, and the kids excitement coming out of the dugout created excitement in Luke and emotion in him and emotion in his family. And so, I think that's just a testament to uh, to to Luke. Also, a testament to our kids and our program is how much that they care about him individually. Uh, and so, from a baseball standpoint, you know, it's just been it's just been trying to communicate, listen uh, to him, and 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 really not deviate from a plan. And so, we've been able to get him out there some, and still trying to be very strategic and and very careful. And uh, you know, I th- we we hope that we're going to able to to continue to 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 get him out there maybe even more and more but you know obviously we're gonna we're gonna always listen to luke we're gonna always listen to his family always listen to the people the team that have surrounded him from the medical standpoint and do exactly what uh what they want us to do because you know obviously in all these cases but you're talking about luke i mean it's bigger than baseball right i mean you know we, we get wrapped up sometimes in the baseball but this is bigger than baseball we want luke to be to be able to go and do what he loves doing at, at the next level and do it at a high level and be healthy. But we also want him to experience those great opportunities that he has in this program here. So just trying to be very strategic in how we've approached that. This goes kind of with any sport, any team, Jim, um, when you, when a team has the, the depth and the talent uh, such as yours, uh, what's your approach to keeping uh, all those different guys kind of engaged in their roles, whether those roles are big or small or uh, medium. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the great thing about that is, is that these kids are just, they're unbelievable young men. And so when you're fortunate enough as coaching staff, you know, Brian Winders, Trey miles, myself, when we're fortunate enough to be around these young men on a daily basis and you just get to spend time with them and then, you know, their families. And so you realize you're, it's just very fortunate to be in a community, to be uh, in a program where these young men care so deeply about each other. They care about the game, but they care about each other and they, they value their relationships with each other. And we're all competitors, and we all sometimes get wrapped up in results, positive and negative, right? But the the willingness that they have just to care about each other individually, it, it's genuine, it's real, 
and then you see it in our families as well. You know, we uh, we were in Gulf Shores uh, what two or three weeks ago for spring break, and you know, about three or four houses down from our team house was a house made up of all of our senior families. Um, they stayed together in a house of like I think maybe over with all family members and friends and everything, maybe over 40 people in that house. And, you know, you don't do that unless you're deeply connected to each other as families. And so, you know, I completely understand the challenge and, and don't make, don't make it a, a small thing because it is a, a huge challenge to make sure everybody understands that how valuable they are and valuable in whatever that role is and that everybody's role is different but that everybody's role matters and everybody has worth and everybody has value because of who they are, not because of how they play the game. Uh, but when you're around kids like we are and families like we are, man, it just, we're just very blessed as coaches. We're very fortunate and we're very blessed that we're able to be surrounded by that every day. We're imperfect. I mean, we're flawed. We're going to make mistakes as players. We're going to make mistakes as coaches. Uh, we're going to fail uh, on the field, and then we're going to fail off the field. Um, but these guys understand the commitment to the process and commitment to the program and commitment to each other, and our families do as well. And, and I think that just sort of allows the roles to just sort of, in a sense, define themselves uh, because everybody sees something that's bigger than a score on the scoreboard or bigger than you know a double in the gap or bigger than a strikeout it's beyond those things and our guys take pride in that. And I think that's the history of the program too. That's the tradition of the program that is that, that plays such a role there and previous players and previous families and previous coaches just poured into that. And we're just very lucky to be byproducts of that at this time. And us as coaches are just very lucky to be byproducts of these young men and their families. Yeah, it's certainly a good setup you guys have there at uh, Good Pasture, Jim. So, hey, we appreciate your time. Congrats on a great start to the season, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Jim. All right, that's been Good Pasture Baseball. Coach Jim Carl. A quick now with uh, Green Hill Sanders. So stay tuned. For You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. <laughs> you really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay?
All right, we're rolling right along here on Main Street Preps this week, and now we welcome in Green Hill softball coach Savannah Sanders for an interview. Savannah, how are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you guys? Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Savannah. Congratulations on the great start to the season. You guys are 21-2 and two so far, including a win over Mount Juliet on Tuesday to start uh, this week. I know your team returned <laughs> a lot of talent here, but did you expect this? Can you hear me? You're cutting in and out on me. Savannah, you there? Hey, yeah, can you hear me? I think we're back. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we got you now. Go ahead. I know you guys have a lot of talent from last year. This expect strong of us getting some of the players you guys have back. Yeah, so we, we returned a lot. Our junior class is this year is pretty big, and they've been a huge part of what we've been doing since they were freshmen. But we've also got some good freshmen in this year. We have three that are playing pretty regularly for us and then we have two transfers so it's a new team but also a little bit of last year's look too and savannah uh you know so much early success for all these green hill athletic programs and despite them all being kind of in their infancy here um it's one thing to have athletes available in your area when you when you start programs like that, which you guys have, but what's it been like from your vantage point, you have to build culture from scratch and, and get that going too, which is, uh, takes time. So what's that been like building yeah, up a culture? Yeah. That's been my favorite part about it is that you're starting from scratch and you're not coming in and trying to do what somebody else has done. You get to start what you want to start. And I think that that was the hardest part for us. The first two years was we were still games, but we were trying to, kind of instill that culture and the foundation that we wanted for the future. And so you have a lot of focus on what you're trying to do, but you also know there's a lot bigger picture going on. But I think in year three, we're starting to kind of what we've been trying to work towards come together and uh, this team's really bought in and they're just really special. And they're starting to see that when you can see that process, that it'll pay off. Yeah, Savannah, another one. Uh, you're obviously familiar with the area, 2015 Mount Juliet grad. Uh, grad I'm sorry. Uh, you're not far removed from from doing these things in that area. Um, does that help in connecting and building relationships with those players? Uh, I think it's been unique for me being able to come back and kind of play in a, in a city that I grew up in, but it's also been different because I grew up on the other side of it. But I think the success we've been able to have is also a testament to what Mount Juliet's been able to build because we kind of split off them. And if they weren't successful, I'm not sure that we're not successful right now. So it's been nice coming in, but I think that being someone that has grown up here, it has helped a little bit to understand the backgrounds and the ins and the outs of how things work in the County and things like that, especially as a young coach, that's not always easy to see right away. But um, I think I have a little bit unique of a perspective and, I've been in these kids' shoes, and I've played for this county, and I want to see them do well. And you uh, looking at last, just looking at your schedule recently, beat three traditionally good programs in Summertown and, and Columbia Academy and Forest at the Raptor Classic last mm -hmm. weekend. What are what's your team doing well at the moment? Well, I think that something we're doing that maybe we haven't done the last two years is we're winning even when we're not playing at our best and. 
uh, we've kind of had a different look on the last week. We played some really difficult teams and we haven't necessarily played from ahead like we were used to the first two weeks of season. So playing those good teams and seeing good pitching and seeing good hitting has put us in a spot where we've had to play from behind a little bit and we're not pressing and not pushing that panic button, but trusting what our ability is and what we can do and not really like getting out of the gate and having to be ahead. The whole we're able to play from behind with the bats we have. And I just think they're doing a great job of playing against really good competition. And I think we played a really hard schedule the last two years and that's helped them now. And Savannah, you, you mentioned your strong junior class at the top of the interview. I want to give them a, some of those players a shout out. Uh, included in that group is Malia Wilkins, Emily Legrand, uh, Maddie McIntyre, Lily, Lily Buckley, and so, uh, Sophia Waters. How has their play sort of set the, the tone for the rest of the team? I think they they understand what we want to do and they understand what our expectations are and what our standards are and what practice should look like. So I think that they kind of help jumpstart what the beginning of season should look like for us. And they kind of set the momentum for everybody else. And I mean, that's just a, a really special class for our school and our program. And there's some big names in there and they are going to go on and be successful in what they do when they leave here, but they've certainly laid the foundation for us and left it better than they found it. And freshman catcher, Avery Stockwell, two home runs against Mount Juliet last night at what can you tell Savannah about her her de- debut varsity season and and what she's what she does as a player for you? Uh, I think there's only one way one way to describe her, and it's that she's really special. Uh, she's not somebody that you see walking through the halls every single day. She's unique and she's really good at what she does, and she doesn't play like a freshman by any means. She doesn't act like a freshman. She doesn't practice like a freshman. Nothing she does is what her age should be, and. I think that's a testament to who she is and how she's been raised. And uh, every Sunday she's in the cages hitting on her days off and she just wants to get better and more than anything she fights. And I think that when things aren't necessarily going her way, she still puts herself in a chance to be successful because of her mentality and her approach to the game. And she's really the kid that you really need on your field because she's so competitive and helps bring the others along with her. Savannah, tell us about your playing career at Iowa State and, and maybe kind of how often you draw on some of those experiences now as a, as a high school coach. Uh, it was definitely unique. Uh, so I grew up in Mount Juliet, but then I went all the way to Iowa to play ball. And I really loved my experience there, but it was probably a little bit different than most people's. I ended up playing for three different coaching staffs in four years. So I found out a lot about what I wanted to do as a coach and even found out that I wanted to coach because I didn't necessarily know that going into it. But seeing three coaching staffs and being able to see their styles and what they brought to the table allowed me to kind of have a unique perspective on what I wanted to do whenever I was in their role. And I think that um, I was in a position where we were playing really tough competition and things weren't always easy. And there was a lot of fight that had to go behind the scenes when you're an underdog like that. So I think that even though like we're having the success that we're having this year, I think we still have a little bit of an underdog mentality, whether that's because we're in our third years of school or because we're young, whatever it may be. But I think that a lot of who I was when I played is really similar to who I am as a coach. And um, sometimes it feels like I don't feel too far removed. I still feel like I'm still out there playing with them. So 
um, I'm pretty competitive. I get fired up. People know that, and I'm not afraid of it. Now, along those lines, Savannah, one more question, then we're going to get you out of here. There's been a lot of excitement and growth in college softball. Are, are you noticing that trickling down to the high school level at all in terms of crowds or uh, anything else like that? Yeah, I think it's huge. I think that whenever I was in high school, like, your top players were really eager to watch college games. But even now, like, our kids, 1 through, 20, th- one through 22, are interested in what's going on at the next level. And I think that it's um, – it's really exciting to see that game grow. And I know that whenever I was in college, it had started to kind of expand a little bit, but nothing to like what it is now. And to see that it has trickled down to the high school and there's people that come to our games that I don't know if they come to high school softball games five or 10 years ago. And so I think that women's sports in general is starting to get some excitement behind it and some momentum and they've earned it and they deserve it. And so when you come out and you have a crowd like we did last night versus Mount Juliet, it's good for those girls because they have put in the work and they put in the time and they love what they do. And it's to watch when you're watching somebody do what they love. Well, congrats on a, on a great start. Uh, Savannah, uh, Green Hill program, another one that's doing really well uh, in just a few years of, of being around. So we appreciate you joining us. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for having me. You bet. That's going to do it for this uh, this week on Main Street Preps this week. I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. We'll see you all next week. For Russell Venosi, I'm Tyler Palmatier. Have a great rest of your week.